You're listening to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast bringing you opinions not heard anywhere else. We cover everything in the world of football, basketball, and gambling. Now, stepping up to the mic, your hosts, Brad Wakai and Tyson Gentry. Welcome to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast giving you opinions not heard anywhere else. I'm your host, Brad Wakai, alongside my co-host, Tyson Gentry. Tyson, we're coming off the AFC Super Wild Card Weekend Preview. So now we got to jump over to the <laughs> NFC Super Wild Card Weekend Preview. And for those who didn't listen last time, Tyson loves the name Super Wild Card Weekend so much. I can't stop saying that or else he's going to be pissed at me. You're really milking this thing, dude. I'm going to really fly know. to Brooklyn, and we're fighting. We're fighting <laughs> over this. I'm glad that there's a winter storm coming because I think it's going to ground you <laughs> a little bit, and I think you'll cool off after I keep saying oh. it. <laughs> yeah, by the time I get outside, I'll be frozen. I'll be mad about being cold. We're good. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, all right, we're going to jump in here. We we I think it's going to be fun on the NFC side. I know Tyson, you're not as bullish on this one. I think I can see why. I think the AFC is full of more interesting matchups, but – uh, Packers Cowboys is one to keep an eye on. That's going to be the first game that happens here on Sunday on, on the NFC side. Then it's followed by Rams Lions on Sunday night. And then Eagles Bucks, a standalone Monday game should be awesome for how the Eagles start playing and the Bucks who should have lost to the Panthers. Just, oh man, what a, what a joy that's going to be. But let's dive in here. Packers at Cowboys. Roller coaster really of a season based on perception, based on opinions, you know, Jordan Love can't play. Oh, Jordan Love's awesome. Oh, God, this Packers team sucks. Oh, man, this Packer team is great. And then you had the Cowboys, I think, Tyson, besides a couple blowouts. You know, it's kind of been the same steady thing from the Cowboys. Dak Prescott's improved. CeeDee Lamb has been awesome this year. He's taken that next step. And this defense under Dan Quinn continues to be dominant. Uh, what do you expect in here? Cowboys play much better at home than on the road, clearly, as well. Wouldn't it be glorious? That's really all I'm thinking about is how oh, nice yeah. would it be uh, if Jordan Love goes in here in his first playoff start, he puts up 350. Uh, Jaden Reed has four touchdowns, right? A.J. Dillon goes for 325 rushing yards. Um, Brad, the Cowboys hit like every box, essentially, for what it takes uh, to win a Super Bowl, right? And when you talk, uh, you got to be top X in whatever statistic. They they check all the boxes. This is a, this is a really good uh, football team that, um, you know, I think the latest perception is the Lions game, right, which kind of probably left people with an even more sour taste in their mouth about Dallas than they already had. This team is good. They're also playing their boogeyman, and they've changed masks, mm. right? Like Green Bay does. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not the bad man's away. It's, it's Jordan Love. It's a new guy. It's the youngest team in the league, all that stuff. It would just be poetic. If, if this thing ended on a Jordan Love two-minute drive. I'm not – I don't think it's going to. I think Dallas <laughs> – again, you're just going to hyper-target CeeDee Lamb. And that – like, once they figured that out, it was like, oh, offense is easy. Dak Prescott figured out football by hitting his third step on his drop and letting go of the ball, which was uh, Chris Collinsworth's quote or whatever, whoever it was <laughs> uh, earlier this season because 88 is always open. And he's going to continue to get – who's stopping it? Like, who – who on Green Bay is going to even contain CeeDee Lamb? Jair Alexander's walking off of the coin toss. It, that's the problem is like you would say Jair in years past, you know, maybe you can slow him down. Because some of these guys now, especially with the rules, you can't you can't contain them yeah. or you can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. On how it's set up with this horrible secondary, and let's make no mistake about it, it was low scoring 
in Lambeau last week against the Bears have been putting up some numbers, but that's a this is a different beast with Prescott in this offense coming in compared to Justin Fields. I, I just don't know how the Cowboys don't eviscerate the secondary. I mean, really, the the tight end is good with Ferguson. C.D. Lamb's a beast. Brandon uh, Cooks has found his role there. It's offensive line. If you can't get pressure through them, Prescott has plenty of time to pick you apart, and I don't see how that's going to change. And on the flip side, yeah, the Packers have been looking good on offense, Tyson. This is a different beast here. <laughs> Dan Quinn's a real, a real defensive coordinator. He's got real dudes on his team. And I think with Jordan Love making his first start, things are going to be a little bit tighter. Things are going to be a little bit faster. And I like Jordan Love. I'm, I'm very high on him based on how he's played this season, his first year of a starter. I just don't know if that's going to be – a, a positive result coming out of this one and going into Dallas where they just steamroll teams. Right. I think uh, if you're a Packers fan, you're obviously talking yourselves into them winning this game and it's on the table, right? It's not a very good chance, but there's a chance they walk in here and win this football game. Uh, but what you're really excited about is seeing which one of these young guys in Reed in Wicks in like name, name a skill position player uh, for the Green Bay Packers, essentially, which one of them is going to rise to this occasion? Um, because we still don't, really know who the one is, right? We still don't really know who the two is going to be um, on this football team. So step up, um, you know, make your case now and kind of get out ahead of things and get there early. We've seen Jaden Reed do a lot of really fun stuff, but the way they use him, I'm not sure that that's like a, a one, one, right? Like we talk about there's ones on NFL teams and then there's like the true one, one, like that's the X, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the alpha uh, on the roster. I don't know who that's going to be. I think they'll have some chances to hit some big plays. And they, you know, it's a classic playoff thing. One team's got to play perfect, but it's true, like, a lot of the time. And that's uh, – this game can be close if Green Bay fixes their defensive woes. If they don't, it's going to look like the Christmas Day massacre that, that Dallas put on TV for all of us to watch. And so – Official injury report don't have to come out because we're recording this on Thursday and these games are on Sunday. Um, whereas if you watch our AFC preview, everything had to be in. Uh, but I'll just want to update this quick. Romeo Dobbs is trending towards playing after leaving with a chest injury in week 18. Christian Watson trending in the right direction. Not sure if he's going to get on the field. Same with A.J. Dillon. He was inactive in week 18 with uh, a stinger and dealing with his broken thumb. But Aaron Jones looks to be right on, th- on their side. And Steven Jones of the Cowboys, you know, he expects that offensive line to be healthy with Tyler Smith and Zach Martin back, who were inactive in week 18. So that that's something to monitor here. And St- Stephon Gilmore injury against the commanders week 18 was in a sling, but the MRI had no damage. He expects to play. So it, it seems like they're going to be relatively healthy heading into this one. Yeah, and I think uh, expectations are going to reach a fever pitch. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys uh, in this football game, Brad. I, I, I don't. There's if this game's played a hundred times, I think there's ninety ways that Dallas can win. I'm with you, man. Cowboys for me as well. I think their offense is too good for the Packers' defense. I think this actually could be a blowout, and it could be the biggest margin of victory, especially on the NFC side. But I, I think maybe in the playoffs, I think there's a chance that this one gets ugly. Let's move into this one. This is intriguing. You got so many different opinions on coming from all angles here. Rams and Lions, Matt Stafford heading back into Detroit, Jared Goff trying to face his old coach in Sean McVay, you know, maybe prove that you shouldn't have left, like gave it up on me so soon. Front office from the Lions left the Rams. Like, so there's a bunch of uh, familiarity between the two sides here. 
what I'm looking at is two explosive offenses with defenses who on paper have probably played pay, played above their level. Um, I think this could be an absolute fireworks show. I'm hoping so because that's uh, we need one uh, in the Super Wild Card weekend, right? In the Wild Card weekend, there wasn't <laughs> enough games to get a fireworks show, but with the Super Wild Card weekend, hopefully um, one of these games explodes. This looks like to be the most likely. I do want to say it does feel a little bit like Jared Goff is getting uh, like a bad rap when people talk about his L.A. days. Like mm. <laughs> he showed up and picked him up out of the gutter and they went to a Super Bowl and he looked horrible in that Super Bowl. But we don't hold that against Sean today, so I'm not totally sure uh, why that's a Jared Goff exclusive issue. It, again, like if Matt Stafford goes into Detroit and wins a playoff game. Is that place bursting in flames, bursting with joy? What what is happening when uh, the guy that you know stood up for you for ten years, if he comes in and ruins the best season you've had uh, since Night Train Lane was playing? I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, his his wife Kelly Stafford certainly wasn't too happy about the idea that uh, a group of fans were banning that Stafford jersey and trying to put that out there for the week this weekend. I'm like, come on, who gives it really? Who cares? I, it's crazy, but he also doesn't pay- know the name of his teammates. She says so. Well, right. Look how that looked. Cause I guess Puka <laughs> Nakui got pretty custom that one quick <laughs> on paper though. Tyson, these profiles are very similar. EPA per play. The lines are eighth and 0.04 Rams 10th 0.03 on defense. The lions are 14th with negative 0.01 tied with the Rams at negative 0.01. So very similar profiles from these teams, explosive offensive, good weapons, think the ability to attack through the air is probably where it's going to come because the Rams give up negative 0.02 expected points added per play. The Lions a little bit worse at 0.02. So you you give the edge a little bit there to the Rams offensively. But if the Rams can't run the football because the Lions only give up negative 0.17 expected points added per rush, then it turns Stafford into one uh, more one-dimensional. We've seen what happens when that is the case there. When Kyron Williams returned for the Rams, it was a much different story. So what, what do you expect them to play out here uh, on Sunday? Well, Brad, uh, who's the best team the Lions have beat, right? Like I was just thinking in my head, they're, they're the paper tiger kind of of the NFC. If you had to pick one out of those top seeds, like which one are you least afraid of uh, if you have to play them? And I think it has to be Detroit, right? The biggest win is week one. And you, you go through the list, like they got bodied by the Ravens. In, in that big game, right? Like they, they lose to the uh, Bears. They lose to the Packers uh, towards the end of the season. They, they squeaked by the Vikings twice, probably should have beat the Cowboys, but they didn't. And so uh, it's hard to talk yourself into like, well, this team's different because we don't, we don't know. Like they have skated. There's been so much other stuff going on in the NFL this season, like thankfully for content and everything. But uh, <laughs> normally there are people jumping down these teams' throats. You didn't mm. beat anybody. Like you, you didn't beat anybody. This defense stinks, and it's the Lions, so it's fun, and we don't talk about those sort of things. The Rams are going to exploit everything they don't do well, and so I think uh, that what the Lions going to come in with a brand new game plan and play a defense that we haven't seen in two and a half seasons uh, out of this out of this football team. I don't think so. We got to outscore, them. and how do you do that? You ride, you know, maybe the best rushing tandem or duo in the league in David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Um, you feed Sam LaPorta, you feed him on Ross St. Brown, and you just say, look, if you guys are going to beat us, it's going to be on our terms. And we think about the Lions as this physical Dan Campbell football team. That's not how they've won games. And so, like, 
get that notion out of your head. They're going to have to beat teams by scoring the football. This is not, yeah, they want to bite your kneecap off and they're going to be physical and all that stuff. They're not going to maul you on defense the way that, you know, we talk about the Raven, or the Lions, like we talk about the Ravens or the Browns or the, mm. the Niners, and they're not that team. The offensive line is a bunch of maulers, but their identity is offense. And so what better matchup could you get than Sean McVay and Matt Stafford? Sam Laporta expected to be inactive now because of his hyperextended knee, so that's another weapon out there. Just buzzed. Yeah, I mean, so Campbell describes him as a long shot to play, but he's expected to be inactive, right? So that's the thing. Like, it's the playoffs, you're, you know, unless you're out. Throw it out, to the offensive like, tackle. Throw it to Taylor Decker. Yeah, well, they might get flagged, remember? Because, well, Brad <laughs> Allen's not doing the game, so maybe – Maybe they'll be able to do it, but to, I mean, just without Laporta, I think that minimizes what they're going to be able to do from a multiplicity standpoint on offense. If you force feed Amon Ross St. Brown, it's not the worst thing in the world, to be completely honest. But I think that, that you become more limited and you be hyper sensitive to targets. I think that hurts you. So I'm going to go with the Rams who are going to win this game, Tyson. I think Stafford comes in, McVeigh comes in, and they pull off the road upset in the dome in perfect conditions. I just, I think. Some atmospheres you can't lose in, and I think this is one of them. I think that there's going to be a palpable energy that's just – I think the Rams might be a better football team. I just have seen it, you know, enough times in my life to know that, oh, there's something funky going on today. Like, they they didn't they were dead before they walked in here. That place is going to be uh, bumping. If the Rams don't jump out early, uh, I think that they're in danger of not getting walked, but a 28-13 type of football game. I'm going with the Lions. Oh, man. First disagreement we've had in the AFC side or the NFC side. So right, there you go. How about that? Let's move on to the last game. This is the Monday night game, a brilliant matchup between the Eagles who are limping in and the Bucks who look completely different after they had a four-game stretch where everybody was like, Baker Mayfield's getting the contract. And yeah, that fell apart. But good news for both these teams. They're playing an opponent that's not very good. I, just... I have no clue what to expect in this one. I have no clue what to expect from the Bucs. I have no clue what to expect from the Eagles. Now, one thing I do know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to eat. It's just how much are they going to eat? Because if Baker Mayfield is hobbled, you know, he he was injured in, in his last game. He was hobbling around. If he's not able to be accurate, okay, then you give the Eagles a chance. But, my God, this secondary is so bad that you just expect Evans and Chris Godwin to shred them up. This is the secondary that lost uh, to Drew Locke. They lost to Tyrod Taylor. They lost uh, to Zach Wilson. They got shredded in the second half of the Arizona Cardinals game. Like, this is a hobbled Baker Mayfield might be the best quarterback they've seen and uh, the second best quarterback they've seen in the last four weeks, right? So that's that's a scary proposition uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles here. On Tampa Bay side, like, I don't know. What tape are you studying from the week three Monday night football game? Right, like you're playing a different football team. Like this isn't the same football team. Uh, AJ Brown missed practice today. Jalen Hurts obviously hurt his finger. It's only a matter of time before Sirianni and Brian Johnson abandoned the run game in, mm. in this football game and put it all on a uh, banged up receiving core and a quarterback uh, that's probably not going to be able to grip the ball. I mean, this is setting up to be. This is the JV version of the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Yeah, this is not good, man. This is not good. Now, the good news, if you're an Eagles fan, and, and it's not. Kansas City's playing in one degree weather. It's going to be 68 degrees in Tampa. 
it's going to be nice weather in Tampa. It's 68 degrees. Come on. So if you got a hurt knee, you got a hurt ankle, you got a hurt finger like the Eagles are dealing with on the offensive side of the ball. All right. Well, at, le- at least we uh, at least we have some nice weather to deal with. That's that's a plus. But I mean, you talked about it, man. It, it just the way that the Eagles are limping in this one. Devontae Smith had to miss last game with an injury. AJ Brown hurt his knee in that game. Jalen uh Jalen um Hurts hasn't thrown the football because of his finger injury this week. Tyson. It's Thursday as we're recording. He hasn't thrown the ball. It, I mean, it's just setting up for a disaster. And then Baker rib injury, full par- participant. It just it, all players in the Bucks entered Week 18 healthy. Whether they get banged up, Baker really that was it. But something's not right there for the Bucks either. Like that offense has been completely abysmal. And to look like that in a must-win game against the Panthers, where they probably should have lost, and they might not even be in the playoffs. That I, that's that's a scary proposition to be walking into. You know, it kind of felt like a Todd Bowles masterclass on Sunday. Didn't it against the Panthers? It was just like, oh man, we're doing this again. Uh, I thought you were going to say the good news for Eagles fans that this season only lasts one more week. That's, that's oh, where yeah. I thought you were going uh, with this one. I just, I don't see it. Like, I just, I've, we've had so many people talk to us and say we're too low on the Eagles and. Uh, this is still a team that can put things together. And if everything breaks, there's still people out there that think if everything breaks right, this team could win the Super Bowl. Uh, what are you watching that we're not seeing? Like, this is objectively, you know, bottom 10, bottom 12 football in the NFL being played uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles. They just lost to the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the Giants, right, to end the season. And they needed to win two of those football games to win the division, um, and they didn't. Two of those football yeah. games gets them in contention for, you know, hosting uh, the playoffs until they got to go see San Francisco. They folded. The Buccaneers, for as bad as they looked last weekend, they were also playing. Uh, that was the Carolina Panthers Super Bowl. That was the most important game uh, that they've played all year. Those guys are auditioning, man. Like, we don't know who the new head coach. Like, we don't know who's coming in here. We don't know uh, what's happening with our contracts. Dude, the Eagles suck. They suck. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Woo! I know I got Tyson. This is the most Eagles fandom thing I could do. Wow, Tyson going with the Bucks, potentially last stand, and he's going to go with the enemy. Uh, we're both Eagles fans <laughs> for those who aren't aware. But Tyson going with his his brain, honestly. I mean, how could you look at what the Eagles have done and be confident? Now I'll tell you why. They are still as bad as this offense is. As frustrated we've been, based on advanced metrics. I know this is where we we both are kind of pushing back on advanced metrics. Like how in the world? Are they the fifth-ranked offense in the NFL? They're ranked above the Ravens, the Packers, the Lions, the Rams. How can anybody watch that and say that? Well, it's because they've been efficient through the air passing. Expected points added per pass. A lot of that probably is weighted at the beginning of the season. But so Tyson throw the ball away every other play. That's where the Bucks are gettable. 0.05 expected points added per drop back. If the Eagles have time. If Hertz is accurate, if they can get open, if they can design plays and beat the blitz, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Last stand, I'm with Chad Johnson. I'm with Chad Ochocinco. They're playing possum. The Eagles, this is the stand. It's not, it's not the uh, the uh, last stand. It's not Custer's last stand. This is Sirianni's last stand, baby. <laughs> Give me the birds. Wouldn't that, It would be pretty funny if it was just a prank and <laughs> they, they lost on purpose to all those football teams. They rope a dope to everybody because they're like, you know what? We want to be the underdogs. Nobody believes in us now. Now we can start playing football. Lane found his mask, and that's really the whole team just kind of got behind that. No, I mean, that's part of when you said that, you know, you think the AFC is a little bit more 
boring just because it's chalky, right, compared to the uh, NFC side of things. I just think there's a potential for three pretty bad football games on this side. Yeah, I, I would – I think you're probably right. I I think both the variance in either one of these games are crazy. Like the, the Rams could get blown out. They could blow out the Lions. Like the Eagles could get smoked. There's also a chance that they smoke the Bucs. I think it's slim. And then I think it's a, a, almost like a 90% chance the Cowboys just eviscerate the Packers. It's just this could be blowout city. And, yeah, that's what we're ending with on Super Wild Card Week on the <laughs> NFC side. So uh, like, subscribe, and share the show. If you haven't watched our AFC preview, go check that out. We're going to be back with a gambling episode, so we got you covered. Player props. We got to pick in every single game. We may have multiple. Who knows? We, we got to have fun on Super Wild Card Weekend. So make sure to check that out later in the week. Smash the like button on the way out if you're watching on YouTube. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Thanks for listening to the I Said What I Said podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show so others find out about the show. We'll catch you on the next episode of I Said What I Said.